guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast. I'm Erin, your host and author of today's sleep story as always. I hope you had a really good weekend. If you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear, if you want to reach out to me for any reason, you can always email me at um, thesleepynotspodcast at gmail.com. I'm super excited. I ordered my new microphone today, so starting next week, I'll have a little bit of a different sound, hopefully a bit of an upgrade. I know it's not that important, but it's a highlight for me. Um, So anyway, there's so many exciting things out right now as far as TV shows go. And I have to say, to the the celebrity featured in today's story, I cannot wait for the second season of her show, Shrill, which is filmed right here in Portland. I am a huge fan of hers, and that would be Aidy Bryant. She's featured in today's in today's sleep story. Um so if you hadn't had a chance, if you haven't had a chance to check out Shrill on Hulu, you should do that. She's amazing, of course, on Saturday Night Live. I know there was other stuff I was going to talk about. We should just dive right in, since I can't think of what I was going to say, to today's sleep story called A.D. Bryant and the Infestation. During Mardi Gras one year, A.D. Bryant got drunk and made a promise to herself that someday she would return to New Orleans and live there to really soak in the city. Now as she hunted for a place to live, she was reminded why. When she was 12, an obsessively reading interview with the vampire by Anne Rice over and over again, she tried to imagine what it might be like to live in such a magical and romantic place. Now she could feel the magic in the air and every place that her real estate agent showed her seemed to be a little better than the last. When A.D. Bryant pulled up in front of the little red cottage with green and yellow shutters, her heart leapt. This was her place. Her realtor began to rattle off the details of the home. A magical, restored, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, Creole cottage featuring stunning details like high ceilings, crown molding, wide plank salvage wood floors, two gas fireplaces, a French-influenced kitchen with brick floors, a wood ceiling, and a sitting room that opens into a quaint courtyard. The large upper bedroom suite offers an abundance of natural light and a private balcony overlooking the courtyard. I'll take it, A.D. Bryant said, and immediately started redecorating the place in her mind. Her cat tree could go in the living room next to the front door so her cat Lila could watch the traffic. Her set of pink ceramic dishes, they were going to look perfect in her new kitchen. On her first night in the new house, she climbed into her bed after a long day of moving and flipped on the TV. She was fast to fall asleep with Lila curled up next to her and an episode of Rick and Morty playing on her flat screen. Everything was perfect. A few hours later, her eyes snapped open, but it took her a moment to realize why. She could swear someone had pinched her butt. But that was silly. There was no one here but her and the cat. A.D. Bryant flipped on the light on the side table and checked her bum. And sure enough, there was a small red pinch mark there. Oh, that's weird, she thought, but turned off the light and tried to go back to sleep. Hail Satan, a growling voice said in the darkness. Who the fuck was that? She said and sat straight up in bed. In the darkness, she could see the dark outline of a body looming over her. And when she switched on the light, there in front of her was a rotten-toothed, poofy-haired man. 
Who are you and why the fuck are you in my house? I have a gun in my side table, you Richard Ramirez wannabe motherfucker. You kind of look like that asshole. Who the fuck are you? I am that asshole, you bitch, the man snarled. Oh, you do not get to call me a bitch, you ghost-ass motherfucker, she said and threw a remote control at him. It went right through him and he laughed. <laughs> you wouldn't want to pull that with Bundy. He would love to make an example of you, the ghost of Richard Ramirez smirked. Why the fuck would the ghost of Ted Bundy be in this house? We're all here. Bundy, Gacy, Jerry Brudos, Eileen Wernos, Arthur Shawcross, and so many others. A.D. Bryant's blood boiled. She picked up her phone and dialed her real estate agent in the middle of the night. Legally, you're supposed to tell me if my house is haunted, you know. Well, what do you mean? I didn't sell you a haunted house. What time is it? Oh, yes, you fucking did. Because that green-toothed bitch, Richard Ramirez, just woke me up and he says there's a bunch of other ghosts here. Specifically, ghosts of dead serial killers. That would have been something I would have wanted to know. I could sue the shit out of you for not disclosing this. All I know is that a woman used to own the house, and when she died, her son sold it for her. Whatever she did inside it was never disclosed to me. What am I supposed to do? I have an infestation of serial killer ghosts in my home. I can put it back on the market for you, but it's going to take some time to find a buyer, especially since we need to disclose now that it's haunted. Oh, fuck's sake, Aidy Bryant yelled as she hung up on the woman. She took a deep breath and tried to think about what she was going to do. The woman who lived here conjured us all and then trapped us here, a timid and quiet voice said. Oh, who the fuck is this now? Jeffrey Dahmer stepped out of the shadows in the corner of the bedroom, wringing his hands. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to find someone to clear this house of all you assholes tomorrow. But for tonight, no one else is allowed to come in my room and wake me up. You hear me? All of you, stay the fuck out. Aidy Bryant shouted, and when no one answered, she glared at Jeffrey Dahmer until he skulked out of the room. In the morning, she woke to the sound of conversations and murmurs in the kitchen, which really irritated her. As she walked in, she found Eileen Wornos threatening to cut off John Gacy's balls, and he was arguing that she couldn't because he had ghost balls. You can't cut off ghost balls. A.D. Bryant had no idea how she was supposed to live with a house full of the most annoying, horrible, disgusting ghosts in the whole wide world. Why couldn't they be ghost cats? Ghost cats would be fun. She could give them little balls of yarn they could bat around the house and send the footage to Paranormal Caught on camera. But this? Oh my god. Do you got any high-heeled shoes? A disgusting Jerry Brudos asked with a crooked smile. Oh, all right. All of you assholes, listen up. If we're going to be stuck in this house together for the foreseeable future, there are going to be some ground rules, A.D. Bryant said. That's right. Tell them. Fuck those fuckers. Eileen Warnos chimed in. Uh, you can shut the fuck up, too, she said. Eileen Warnos frowned and crossed her arms in disappointment. Okay, okay, I'm getting an idea. I can just turn this place into like a, a tourist stop, a, a bed and breakfast or something. Hey, maybe maybe you idiots can make me rich. 
you know, haunted bed and breakfast, like a theme tour. They do that. They're really into that in New Orleans, right? Yeah, this could this could work to my advantage. Or I can sell it to like a Zach Bagans or something. You know, he likes those weird haunted houses. I can make this work for me. I'm not just going to be some sort of joke, Ted Bundy declared, almost frothing at the mouth as he stood in her kitchen in the early light. Uh, you already are, Teddy boy. Do you know who played you in the last movie about your life? Zac Efron. Yeah, like from the Disney Channel. So you can just take all your worries about your fragile little band ego and stick them in your butt. Ted Bundy started to cry big crocodile tears. It's not my fault. Porn made me do it. Aidy Bryant rolled her eyes. Really? He turned and said to John Wayne Gacy, the guy from High School Musical played me? I don't know what you're complaining about, John Wayne Gacy said. I was stuck with Brian Dennehy. That's right. You know what? A.D. Bryant said. Newsflash, fuckers. All of you aren't worshipped and feared as you so hoped you would be. Not anymore. Times have changed, and any power that you had has been sucked up and spit out by true crime lovers and armchair detectives who've gone over all of you with fine-tooth combs and exposed you for what you really are. Aidy Bryant said and pointed her fingers squarely at each one of them. So if you want to take what little notoriety you have left, then you'll get on board with my plan and be grateful for it. Gacy, Gacy, finger out of your nose. Pay attention. John Gacy pulled his chubby finger from his own nose, inspected it, and wiped it on his ghost pant leg. Ah, gross, Richard Ramirez said and spat at Gacy. Look who's talking. Your breath smells like you ate the dead vagina of Dahmer's mom, Gacy said. You, you wish you could eat my mom's vagina, Dahmer muttered to the floor. I can't believe I'm stuck in purgatory with all of you, Ted Bundy whined, and A.D. Bryant rolled her eyes. This was by far going to be the most annoying thing she had ever tried to deal with, but as a permanently optimistic person... She knew if she just tried her best, she could make this work for her. If she could maybe get someone to come in and exercise a few of the most annoying ghosts from the house, then she would be golden. She was going to take this giant turd sandwich that she'd stumbled upon and make it into a golden egg. The end. So, yeah. Uh, so that's it for today. I thought, you know... It's it's hard what I do. Not the dick and fart jokes and stuff. That that part's not hard, obviously. But it's hard to come up with a new idea for a story every single week. And so I have this amazing list of um, writing prompts that, that I go to sometimes. And so this particular writing prompt was write about a home infestation of something unusual. What's unusual and what do I know a lot about? And the answer just sort of leapt right out at me. Serial killers. And this is what I would do if I were in a home infested with serial killer ghosts. But I guess that's besides the point. More importantly, I was the one who was pouring over my used copy of Interview with the Vampire when I was 12. And um, I just thought New Orleans was the most romantic place in the whole world. And someday I want to go there. I really, really do. Um, but I think the saddest day of my life was when my little, my little teenage mind was blown when the movie came out. And I realized that 
the the main character's name was not pronounced Lewis because in my head I'd been reading it Lewis. Louis, you know, it's the little things we remember, the little life lessons we remember. <laughs> so, and I managed to just finagle in another Zach Bagans reference. So you can guess what I've been watching. You know, you're probably asleep right now. And that's good. I hope you're asleep. You should be asleep. If you're not asleep, you know, as I sit here in my recording booth, looking at my handmade motivational posters with pictures of Tom Hardy saying things like, hey, girl, speak slowly and enunciate. I remember just how fucking lucky I am that you guys come every week and listen to my silly stories. So thank you very much. And until next week, I hope you all sleep well.